We thank Anchor for making this podcast possible. For all your recording needs, go to Anchor with Spotify. Anchor has helped us record, do a recording studio where we can record even when we're separated, and a whole lot of more really, really cool things. Thank you for listening. We're getting started with episode number two. So at the end of last episode, we said that we would be back next week. And while technically it is next week, that's yeah. not what we meant. Yeah. Um, so we decided that we're not really going to do a fixed schedule. It's just going to, we're going to release episodes whenever we're ready for them like whenever we have enough new news. So that's why yeah, it's... We already, we already found a lot of um, topics, so yeah. we don't want too yeah. long of a show. Yeah. or And we don't want a, our news to be old news. Right. <laughs> so we're just going to... That's why it's important that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that every time we release a new episode, you get notified so that you can hear the latest news. And we know how uh, good our podcasts are. (laughs) We'll not dive deep into those numbers. So let's get started. So we're going to explore a new sport that we've never really looked at before, and it's soccer. Um, so the Seattle Sounders play in an alternate in an alternative league that's not the MLS. So, and one of their key players got hurt, Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is a midfielder for the Sounders, and really one of the key players last year. Um, And he had to get carted off um, because he tore his ACL, which means he's going to be out for most of the season. Um, They were facing Swansea City. And, I mean, just for me, watching the Sounders all the time, that's just a really big loss because last year I, um, he, he had this really crazy play where he, like, he got the ball and dribbled past, like, everybody in the second half of the field and scored. Um, and he's had injuries in the past, and it was like his first full year last year so I just hope isn't a restart of what he's been going through in the past mm-hmm. we're gonna go into all side of things um there's a few things that we're gonna talk about the Seahawks so but first, we're going to broaden our spectrum to the whole NFL right now with free agents. So the four free agent names that we're focusing on today are Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Shaquille Griffin, and Richard Sherman. So you said we're, like, a prepping for today's episode about, like, you had a pretty good idea where Aaron Jones is. Yeah, yeah, I think either Aaron Jones or Chris Carson could land here. Um, but land, my first yeah. pick would be uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, their running back, uh, 
the, his his contract expired, and they don't look like they're going to re-sign it. So either Chris Carson or Aaron Jones could go there. Or Chris Carson can go there, and Aaron Jones can go to Seattle. Or we could get Marlon Mack from Indianapolis. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think that if – I don't think Chris Carson is coming back because – He's like unfollowed the Seahawks on social media and the Seahawks aren't releasing any statements about it or anything. And yeah. so out of the two running back names on the list here, I think the most likely to land in Seattle would be Aaron Jones, but I still think he's going to go back to Green Bay. Like he's <laughs> – I think he's that good that he could go back to Green Bay. But the one reason why I don't think he's going to go back to Green Bay is because they have some good replacements for him. He's like, he's not that valuable to Green Bay. So I agree. Like it could, I would like it if Aaron Jones would land in Seattle, but I don't I don't think it's likely to happen. I think if he does not sign with the Packers, he'll sign somewhere else in more need of a running back. I I totally agree with that. That's a very good point you just made. But another thing is if like it were Aaron Jones or Chris Carson I would pick Chris Carson because Chris Carson has more of a physical style that Pete Carroll really likes. While Aaron Jones does have a physical style, he also is a good – they're both good pass catchers, but Aaron Jones just seems more of like – he's more of the running back where he's a threat to get passed to almost every play. I totally agree with everything you just said. All right, so Shaquille Griffin, the cornerback that we drafted um, in 2016 or 2017, um, and then Richard Sherman, they're both free agents. So I think if anywhere, Shaquille Griffin should land here, but there's also a possibility of Richard Sherman. Where do you think they're going to land? Um. Well... I'm not too sure about really any of them. Uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, researched the the. I haven't researched the contracts yet, so I don't know who is low on their contract yet. Um, but I would say who would need these. Um, hmm. I think. I think the Titans would probably go with Richard Sherman. They need more big names uh, defensemen on their team. Shaquille um, made the Pro Bowl in 2019, so. That is true. Um, but I, I don't have an opinion on Shaquille Griffin. I think Shaquille Griffin is probably going to come back here. But I disagree that um, the Titans would pick Shaquille, I mean, Richard Sherman over Shaquille Griffin because Richard Sherman is older, even though he is a big name. He's kind of like what you said um, last week with Jonathan Quick. How good, big name, but he's getting older. And last year, Richard Sherman suffered with injuries. But I agree that the Titans do need um, a better defense than they had last year. Yeah, I I agree. We saw the Green Bay Packers absolutely shred the Titans' offense on Sunday Night Football. Right. Um, But the reason I brought up Richard Sherman is because 
he said that he doesn't think he's going to be back with the 49ers. So, um, and one of the articles that I saw the other day was the Seahawks might have to choose between Richard Sherman and Shaquille Griffin. And the reason I bring this up is because Shaquille Griffin was Richard Sherman's replacement a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the the main reason they got rid of um, Richard Sherman was because he he was being a big mouth. He was getting he was getting uh, flags or penalties or whatever you call it in football, just just by being a jerk. It's he he he's just not a good person. Yeah. Sadly, I I can't find much NFL players that are are good are good people. It's, mm-hmm. it's just sad. So um, I think if if the if the Seahawks pick one of them, I think they'll pick Shaquille Griffin. Yeah. And another person that we didn't put on the list that I just thought of is KJ Wright is also a free agent this season, but I the reason I didn't put him on the list is because the Seahawks are most likely going to sign him back. He's been with the Seahawks his whole career. And like you were saying, he is a good person on and off the field. Okay. Um, and he's, he hasn't, even though he is getting older, his numbers haven't really dipped as much, like a lot. So that would be a surprise. It would be a surprise to me if they didn't sign him back. Yeah. Um, since we're on the football side of things and the Seahawks, um, so Johnny Smith, it's a great, a really good tight end for the Tennessee Titans. There are rumors that the Seahawks are going to um, they're going to pursue for Johnny Smith. Um, so what are your opinions on Joe Smith? Jonu Smith. I think he will make a great addition to the team. I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's another addition to the, the Seahawks offense that they, they need um their tight ends are not very good right now but i think john john o. smith can fill in that hole um and just for reference point he's played most of the games in every year of his career and he's really young he um in 2021 he'll be 26 and he played 16 games his first year, 16 games his second year, mm-hmm. 16 19, and then 15 last year. Um, and 2019 was his best year with a 79.5 catch percentage, 10 yards per target. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be one of those Jimmy Graham deals like – when the Seahawks picked up Jimmy, well, they traded for, I think they traded Jimmy Graham for Jimmy Graham from the Saints, and they knew he was going to be a good pass-catching tight end, but they weren't sure how he was going to be in the blocking. And, well, turns out he wasn't great in the blocking. He wasn't even good in the blocking. He didn't like to block. And... Mm. Um, I think it would help settle Russell Wilson's nerves, I guess, um, because he'll help with the offensive line because tight ends are receivers, but they're also they also can contribute to the offensive line on plays. Right, that that'll help uh, calm down Russell Wilson. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I look at him, I look at Jonu Smith as kind of a younger Greg Olson, a good pass catcher, a good blocker, all around a great player. Um, not quite as good as Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, but he's still pretty good. Like, yeah. All right. He's good. Um, but speaking of the offensive line and Russell Wilson's nerves, um, this certainly won't help. Well, maybe because he didn't play very much, but. Mikey Potty, who played 11 years in the NFL, announced retirement after having two pretty much injury-plagued seasons where he was, like, out every other game. Yeah. When he was playing, he was a bright spot. But, I mean, I think it's good for him, like, knowing – when it's time to stop. Yeah. Yep. But when you get injured too much, that's yeah. That's the way things go. Um and yeah. eleven years isn't that bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. Like especially for an offensive lineman. And he's had four Pro Bowls, so he's – it's not like he's played 11 years and two snaps. He's been a good player throughout the NFL and throughout his career. And I I really think he did contribute to Seattle a little bit. Yep. He, he, was, a, he was a big part of the team. And we'll miss him, but mm-hmm. that's the way things go. So now let's switch over to the baseball side of things. And this really is a darker topic. So yeah. the Mariners CEO, um, he said some not nice things about the Mariners and is basically throwing them under the bus. Well, he was. So, so what what specifically was he trying to, was he doing? I never really understood that. So, he said, he um, was accusing the Mariners of not uh, they weren't calling up younger, the younger players and taking away from their playing time. Um, and when the Seattle Mariners um, were being accused of sexual harassment a few years ago, um, he was behind it. He was the source. And then he um, said that he he was um, he basically released a statement saying, I'm sorry for all the things I did. I hope you for- can forgive me. My actions are my actions and I and only I can control them. And then a few hours later, he resigned. Mm. He was a good move. Wasn't a very good president, apparently. Yeah, I think he ended up being on realizing that he's probably not going to get. Well, he might have gotten forgiven, but um, things weren't. His name was getting stained, so. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead, I guess. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Who do you think will become the next president? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
that I think until they can find um I think until they can find a another president either they're going to go with Jerry Depoto the general manager or they're going to go with the John Stanton is going to go with the himself Okay So so do you think uh so in hockey some of the times uh one of the star players uh would become a president of a team um do you think that will happen with the man um, so since we have a lot of relatively we really don't eager that but i now that you mention that that um Edgar Martinez, Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro, those guys might have a chance, especially Ken Griffey Jr., because he's been um, active in ownerships in Seattle. Like, he's now a part-time owner, well, a part, a partial owner of the Sounders, along with Russell Wilson. Um, and Edgar Martinez had worked, he was the batting coach for the Mariners for a while. Um, and Ichiro is a front office guy for the Mariners. So, like, that might be a, like, I think out of the names that I listed, Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, and Ichiro, Griffey and Ichiro are the two most likely to take over Um, so I will rule one of them out for you. Um, and I'll give you, oh, sorry. Uh, I'll give you a, a reason. Edgar Martinez. Um, I say this because, well, uh, my, um, so, uh, a year ago, before all the COVID stuff, my, uh, my dad had trading classes in Seattle and he, he got to, uh, he didn't know it at the time, but he got to meet Edgar Martinez at the class. And whenever someone would mention, Hey, that's what Edgar Martinez, he would always just be shy the whole time. Be, be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think he wants to be in the spotlight. I think he's humble. Yeah. I, I don't think uh -huh. he, he wants to do anything. Yeah, uh, that that sounds like Edgar, honestly, from, like, the announcers on the TV and the radio that played alongside Edgar. Like, he was always humble. And one time I heard one of his post-game interviews, and the reporters tried to put the spotlight on Edgar because he had a big game. But he back to the team, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the reason, like the Mariners, like you're a horrible batting coach. We don't want you to be our batting coach anymore. Um, he he took like he didn't necessarily quit, but he did quit. He did it so that he could spend more. So. Okay. So he kind of retired. In a way. So. Yeah. Okay. I think that is enough on that topic. Mm -hmm. What's your next thing? So. We're staying in baseball, sort of, but we're kind of hanging So last week, Andrew mentioned um, our, one of the young players on the Colorado Avalanche that really good, and he's making a difference. And I watched the Lake Tahoe 
out for most team yeah. that he Uh-huh. Kyle Lewis Tim horrible this year. Dink Car's car is a good outline for Kyle Lewis's season go. Well, um I think so. He he uh Makar Makar was really the head of the spotlight. He was always just juking everybody. Um but this year he's he he only scored I think one or two goals this season. Um and I only I, and I know they only played like 14 games. But he he wasn't he's not as good as he was last that season. That also could be because of the Makar isn't as good as he was last year was because he was like it had because it was cut off they were cut off from March to last um end of summer basically had a yeah. shorter off season. Yeah, I I know what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah, I I think he he had the momentum. He he was playing well. He was playing well every single game. He was doing much better in the playoffs. He was doing crazy good. But then, uh, but then they took like half a year to, uh, for the NHL to get back up, and that kind of stopped his momentum. But I think he, he he will get the the momentum back soon. So, I think it really started with that game. So now that sixty game season season was pretty much normal for Kyle. So that's the Um do you think Kyle Lewis will I don't think he'll start off no one does. But do you think and that yeah. he's just the gate hot. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, I, don't, yeah, I don't think. I think the m- momentum will be the same. I think it will, it, it has slowed, slowed down. But we can really check that during, uh, the season. And I think, I think the spring training will help with that. Get everybody's mm-hmm. momentum up. And and that's kind of sad because the. The NHL didn't have pregame. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, pre games. So they were just like, uh, 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 time to go. Yeah. Um. Now they kept in on the lake talk. Kept crazy fast. McKinnon is, and how he gets faster when he's with the puck. Um. So, do you think McCarr? Yeah will end up being as good as McKinnon? Um, I don't think he will, but but uh they are in different positions. Mm-hmm. So and and McCarr has a lot mm-hmm. to grow. So yeah. So do you think also part of Makar's struggle this year is maybe they've changed how he is in the game, you know? Like, how he impacts the game? They like, 
they've what? changed. Do you think McCarr's struggle is that they've changed their style of play to where it doesn't benefit him the most? Yes. You think that? That's all I have to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, that really doesn't. You really can't do that in baseball. You can't like change the style. You change what they do. Baseball is like a scripted game. Like, and then you have, and like the other team, I guess, kind of change it by like what pitches they throw at you and where they hit the ball. But your team can't really change what you do. I think better at a better effective than Makar based on like what we just said. Right. So we're going to do picks again. So this time it's based around Kyle, Kyle Lewis. So with a full 162 game season, how do you think he's going to perform? So there's going to be a 162 game season this time? Most likely, really? Oh, that's nice. Um, I think, uh, I think he'll, I think he'll do fine. I think he'll, uh, I think it'll just be an encouragement that we have an almost normal season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but these, so there's a part um, like a stat will succeed more than he did last year or even less. Um, I don't think he'll do less in anything. I think uh, I think he'll do more. I think he'll do better batting-wise. Uh, and that's what he was really known for. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll just get better with age. Yeah, until he surpasses 30. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really looking at his batting stat. I'm really looking for him to improve on defense because first half of the year, he was decent on defense. But then for those last, like that last month of the season, you could really see him start to, like he made walk. Right. The end of the season. I forgot about that. Time. He couldn't get to the ball physically, but he, like, he spiked the ball down, keep going. And so, and that he ended up throwing out the runner. Um, mm. or at least keep keeping the runner from advancing, which ended up saving the run, a run which ended up And so mm-hmm. I, I want, I'm looking for that momentum to keep building. Right. Yeah, I agree. So, we're starting to I'm going to ask questions for Andy has Alright, so question I'm literally forced to answer. 
Wait, they're making a move for Jack Eichel? Oh, I had no idea. No way. Oh, oh, this will help. This will help a lot. Although, I'm not too sure Jack Eichel will be super happy with it. Because when, when Jack, Jack Eichel wants to move, he, he, he's been saying he wants to move to a better team. Because he is extremely good. Um, but for the Kings... Uh, it will definitely help them a lot. Just to be clear, they're not really making a move for Jack Eichel. What? Just, I should have said the possibility. Oh, so, hypothetically? Jack Eichel coming to the Kings. So, is hypothetical? Yes. Yeah. Uh. Okay, you disappointed me. So, question two. What do you think about the Avs possibly making a move for Mason Crosby? Mason Crosby? Yeah. Or Sydney Crosby? I... Can we cut that? Huh? Or... Oh, you meant to say Sidney Crosby? Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know who Mason Crosby Mason is. Mason Crosby is a kicker in the... Oh. <laughs> well, they would have a good kicker, but that's not important. Because they're a hockey team. Yeah, I'm not hard out. We both had a <laughs> day. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. Well, the possibility. Um, I think this will hurt their salary cap, that's for sure. Um, although McKinnon has said several times that he will sacrifice his salary for the team uh, if necessary. And, um, but I, I think they will be absolutely unstoppable if they do that. That was going to be a follow-up question if you didn't answer it. Not like one of the power play questions, but I was going to ask, so salary cap-wise, sacrifices what they have to make. Oh. But, all right, so question question three. Who's the biggest family? The biggest underdog. So who's the le- le- least likely? Yeah, but um. Well, okay. Not like they're absolutely horrible. They're never gonna win the Stanley Cup. They're like a team that's like, okay, they could. They're like they could make the playoffs, but they have a low chance at winning the Stanley Cup if they do make the playoffs. Uh, the LA Kings. you think the Kings have less of a chance than the Coyotes? Because I'm not saying, like, right now. They do have less chance than the Coyotes. Um, why? Well, uh, the Coyotes are just playing better. They have better players. Uh, I I hate to say that, but it's, it's true. So... Plus, their defense is much better. <laughs> okay. Nothing on the east side either, or the central, or the north. I think. Well, another thing about the NHL this season is they're not letting the they're not letting the Western teams play against the Eastern team. So I don't know. I don't really know, but. Yeah, that's all I can say. I know I that they're doing like a four teams from each division, the West, the East. The... Mm. Um but yeah. So I'm card at you. A wild card. What's this? 
It's an extra question. Oh, the wild card. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. So, <laughs> who do you think is most likely Stanley Cup? Who is the most likely? How about this? Well, according to the... In the East Division? In East. In each division. Well, for the Western Division, I, I'm not biased. The Avalanche. The Avalanche has been playing well, uh, very well. Um, and they have proven that they're they're better than the Knights, which is pretty much their only real competition there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be the best. You have to be the best. Exactly. Um, in the East, um, my opinions are probably not going to be very good because I, uh, like I said, I haven't seen a game with an Eastern team in, in a year. Pick the um, answer, the Penguins. So, it, <laughs> that, yeah, 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 no. Um. Just kidding. I, I have, I mean, the penguins might be good. That's not. Um, I have. Can I pick two? Sure. The Capitals and the Bruins. I think they're absolutely tied. That's ten. Huh? So. They're pretty close in the standings, too, so. Oh, I didn't even look at the standings. I need to do that. Okay, keep talking. Just from my opinion, I I agree that the Avalanche from the are probably the most likely, but mm-hmm. I'm saying don't, don't, don't the Blues either, because... Um, the, the the blues are from the West Division. Yeah. For the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, I'm not counting them out either, but they're not better. They're they're not better than uh, the Avalanche or the or the Knights, in my opinion. Uh, I think they're close third. Um. How about the North and the Central? Well, so, uh, so by, I'm sorry, by divisions, what I was talking about oh, like was, uh, was, uh, was conferences, oh. not divisions. So viewers out there or listeners out there, when I said divisions, I meant conferences. Okay. Okay. Um, so from the East and West conference, who do you think? So you said the Avalanche or the Bruins and the Capitals? Which one do you think is most likely? Uh, to win the whole thing? Yeah. Hmm. Well, according to the NHL, it would be the Avalanche. But I am not too sure. I think the Bruins will go... I think the, prison, uh, pre, uh, the Bruins will go President's Trophy. And I think the Capitals will take it. Mm. And if you don't know who what the president's trophy is, uh, the best record in the regular season. Yeah, I like the supporters' shield. It's it is basically the supporters' shield in soccer. Mm. Best record. Okay. Okay. I don't think this this is more of a wild card than having an extra question. Why do you think that they don't have uh, anything for people with the best record in the NFL or the MLB? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Well, I don't know. The NFL is much easier to – to tie a record 
for the best record. Mm. Yeah. Um, because there's there's only like sixteen games in a season, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about the MLB. I mean, they have what 120 games. 162. I don't. 162 games. Yeah. So, uh, so why don't they have one of those? And and whoever whoever gets it, kudos to them because that is that's crazy. 162. Games. I have my answer. So why NFL? About because it's easier to tie. Um, but. There is a team that's a better record, even if it's like by one or two games. Um, especially two games, they're probably more likely to win the Super Bowl. While in hockey, um, there's so many like other teams that you have to get through that could beat you. That, yeah. And same in soccer. And then same thing in the MLB, too, because the MLB is a 162-game season, so it's longer than both the MLS and the the NHL. So Mm -hmm. to have the best record in the MLB, you probably have the most complete team for 162 games. So you're, again, probably most likely going to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, I, I have a comment to make on that. Um, the, in the NHL, there's, there's, it, it's kind of like the Madden curse, but it doesn't have to do anything with video games. Um, it's called the President's Curse, I think. Well, I call it the President's Curse. Um, because, so, so what happens is usually when a team wins the President's Trophy, they do terrible in the playoffs. Uh, for example, um, two years ago when the Oh, when St. Louis won the Stanley Cup, uh, uh, Tampa Bay won the President's Trophy, and they uh, they lost in four or five games in the first round. Yeah, maybe it's in soccer, um, and they like to have curses. Yeah. A few years ago when the Sounders won the support build, they like the second round. And it's not so that they do. Um, I've noticed that it's more that they never win the Stanley Cup. And when the Mariners won 116, the Chicago best regular season, the 1906 Chicago Cubs, mm-hmm. went out and champion the championship round. Mm-hmm. Not, but the LCS. Mm-hmm. So maybe um we're gonna have to look out for that this year in soccer, in MLB, and in hockey, and we'll come back to you guys when we get the results. Yep. See you in three months. Yay! No, just kidding. But that is all the time we have for today. So remember, kids. No. Wait, 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 wait. We still have one more segment. I mean, we still have one more topic. Oh, yeah. The Lake Tahoe.
that was the best one and you're like oh no skip it <laughs> no okay you've made a mistake yes mistakes happen and that's why we should cut that part out because so no one notes that we make mistakes yes. remember kids when you make mistakes cut it out on your podcast all right three two one so now we're heading into our last subject the Lake Tahoe game. That was, yes. well, one of the Lake Tahoe games. It was the Colorado Avalanche and the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yep. Andrew mentioned them as the two best teams. Yep. Uh, that's why I was so excited to... Uh, to watch it and talk about it. So, apart from it being a good um, game, though, it was also wacky. There were usually the intermission is only like a few minutes long between the periods. Between, but it was eight hours long. Yeah, <laughs> period. And I have the answer why. Poor ice conditions. Yes. Which is crazy because it was like when they were playing at night, it was like eight degrees. Yeah. How could you have poor ice conditions in the day and then it just suddenly eight hours later, like that's a crazy temperature change. Yeah. Well, it, it's where we're, we're we're, we live in Washington. We're not exactly we're not exactly um, used to this kind of stuff, so we don't really we're not really experts on the subject. Mm-hmm. We climate. That's why we never have winter or summer Olympics where we're where we are. Yep. But yeah, we have yeah. Yep. So, just tell us a little bit more about that game. Well, I don't know where to start, yeah. to be honest. Um, the, first uh, goal. the first goal, that was absolutely beautiful. The, uh, I, I don't remember who, who were the people who did this, but one player lined it up right in front of the uh goalies pads and the other person just tipped it in like not even a big deal but it was a big deal one of the best goalies ever so uh, wow it it was just a yeah um i didn't really get to see it because on the service that i found it on it only started in the second period so I didn't get to see the full play develop, but it sounded like oh, it sounded amazing. Oh, it was. It, it, yeah, I, you should probably look it up um, or something. It was crazy. And I think the second goal was also really cool from the Avalanche because, like... Yeah, McKinnon just went soaring. Like, he... He he's just absolutely crazy. It, it, it's a perfect play to show how fast he is. And then the shot too. And then the shot was perfect snipe. And yeah. He always, on his perfect goals, he goes crazy fast and then just puts it in where nobody expects it to go. Yeah, and. He was heavily defended, too. Like, there was one guy on him. If the puck was one inch higher, it would have deflected off of the defender's tick. Yeah, I I think part of that is his speed. It's just crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and we could, and we could see, um, how McCarr was also um, better in that game. And it also sounded like he, part of the reason why he wasn't as good to begin with was he had some injury problems too. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I heard about that, but I just forgot. So, I mean, if it is, if it was injury problems, then expect to see like that 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 level all season long. Yeah, yeah, I I agree that it's gonna be crazy. Um, so I do not remember the first goal from the uh, Golden Knights. Oh, yes, I do. It was by the traitor, Alec Martinez. He used to play for the Kings, but now he plays for the least favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, but I still love him. <laughs> uh, okay, so another goal. This is probably the best goal. Now you're like, wait, this is the best goal? These other goals were crazy. Well, this one was a spinorama right in front of the goalie and went top corner. But the only thing is that it was by the Golden Knights. Uh, But it was a beauty. I, I recommend to all of you, I don't care if you hate hockey, you should see that. I guarantee you will have your jaw broken. And just to be clear, this is coming from a guy who absolutely hates the Golden Knights. Yeah. Um, so it must be a pretty big goal. <laughs> it was. But their goal by the Avalanche was also pretty impressive. Like you said, yeah, was. best goalies in the league. Like it, that shot just froze him. Yeah. Even the coach yeah. saved that one. Yep. It was a pretty great game. Like it was a crazy game. Do you think that's going to be the preview for the uh, the conference final? Yeah, if 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 it goes uh, Avalanche versus uh, versus the I'm sorry, I can't talk anymore. Avalanche versus the Golden Knights then they are going to show the highlight of that game because they're they can they can show the strengths of both teams game best best on display that yeah. is for sure one thing i do want to add in though is i kind of feel bad for those people uh in the first period they were on kayaks and they were on yachts and they were so happy. They got to see the first period. They weren't even social distancing. And then they had a delay. <laughs> so they couldn't watch the rest unless they watched it on TV. Curse, but that's definitely I mean. A bad what, sorry? Bad timing. Yeah. I think it did help both teams, though, that delay. Um, a refresh. Uh, mainly because in the game, the, 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 the sun was in the, the, um, the player's eye, eyes, and it, 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 it really affects the players. Also, the the sun is deflecting off the ice, which makes the ice super bright. Mm. So it's really hard to play in those conditions. That's what sleep. Yeah. And in my opinion, all all um, outdoor games should be at night because, like, I agree. Because in the day, you can um, get, like, again, the ice can melt and a whole bunch of other things. You said the brightness of the 
and also um another thing is the history of in the history of past outdoor games they have had ice problems a lot it uh there was one game i saw on uh on new year's um where they had to they had to switch sides for each uh for each team every 10 minutes because the ice was uneven or something and the game Uh, excuse, excuse me. What? Was that a day? A day game. Oh yeah, it was at day. Yep. Yeah. See, ice problems during the day. No ice problems at night. Exactly. Fix. Take. Yeah. Well, we've had a great podcast this week. It might be a little long. Today, I guess. Because, yeah. again, we don't have a schedule. We hope you come back when we release an episode. And we thank Anchor for making this podcast possible. And get it wherever you like and like to listen to your podcast.